Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds podcast. The Eagles have a new addition uh, in Ryan Kerrigan, and uh, we're going to discuss that. Uh, there's a couple other additions. We'll briefly discuss a number of um, people from the rookie camp, rookie tryouts, signed to uh, participate in other workouts and uh, training camp and so on. So nothing too big on news from this week, but uh, we have a really fun uh, game plan for later in the podcast. So uh, make sure to stick around for that. It's uh, I want, do you want to tease it? Yeah. I mean, we can right. sure. Well, you came up with it. So, all right. Uh, uh, in a bit, once we go through some news, we'll we will discuss Jersey investment power rankings. So, like myself, I'm sure there are plenty of Eagles fans who are now stuck with their Carson Wentz jerseys. So, we will talk about potential replacements for the seasons to come. So you got yours uh, on sale, right? From like Coles or something? Uh, where was it from? I think it might have been on sale on Fanatics, like it was an off-season uh, sale. Yeah, uh, the one I have was my brother's that was either too big or not being used, so I uh, got it for his best season as an Eagle last year. So now I'm stuck with it, but luckily it was a donation. Um, but yeah, so this uh, past week, was Eagles rookie camp. Uh, There's there were a number of videos from that uh, Devonte Smith catching ten yard passes and running out of bounds. Uh, observations that he looks very skinny and very fast. Uh, I saw that there was an interview with um, uh, a couple people. A couple of the draft picks, um, but I hadn't seen anything substantial from that. Um, just seems to be rookie camp guys working out with the team for the first time with the new coach. Uh, first look at at them. Uh, nothing too exciting from rookie camp. So we'll just, uh, I guess, get into this really out of the blue signing uh really exciting the eagles add ryan kerrigan defensive end played with the washington football team since uh 2011 was uh picked uh 16th overall 2011 and the eagles signed him to a one-year 3.5 million dollar contract um, he's the all-time sack leader uh, from the football team with 95 and a half sacks. And I did see that um, historically, uh, this is from Bo Wolf from The Athletic on Twitter, but are from uh, looks like pro football reference that uh, the most career sacks against the Eagles all time, Ryan Kerrigan ranks ninth. Uh, so he's been a Philly killer for 
a long time. He's a veteran. Um, I think it's a great signing. It's a low commitment and uh, he'll be in the defensive end group with Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett. Um, they have a pretty strong defensive end rotation, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, like, I'm, when I woke up and I saw it this morning, I, I double-checked to make sure that it was from Adam Schefter, not Adarn Schefter, but, um, <laughs> like, when I know when uh, it was first reported, we see that it was a one-year deal and everybody's, like, kind of holding their breath, similar to a few other uh, free agent signings we've made so far this offseason. But once they reported that it was one year, 3.5 mil, a lot of people are like, geez, like that's super affordable. Like, um, you know, for football team fans out there, I'm sure a lot of them are a little bitter about him deciding to come to the Eagles, especially at that price. But as an Eagle fan, like I I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I know like he won't be a starter and you know, it's a one year deal 3.5 for a reason, but I think that it's a very, very like affordable, high upside, low, um, low risk. I mean, he's not super old. Um, he's gone on the record after this past season saying that he feel like he feels like he has a lot of football left in him. So that's great to hear. He hasn't, I don't think he's had a chance with the Philly media yet, but I look forward to that. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for some rich back and forth on his years on the opposite line of scrimmage going up against Lane Johnson and other members of the Eagles offensive line. But yeah, I think this really, this really uh, bolsters their not only defensive line, because I think they've clearly made that a point of investment, but on the edge, like you said, feel really good about Graham and Barnett as starters and Kerrigan and Sweat as the um, the backups and then a few of the recent draft picks after that and you're feeling you know if I think you're feeling a lot better like they actually have depth that you can rely on and since Chris Long has left and you know even going back to Michael Bennett we haven't kind of had that rich depth that you can rely on when it comes to production we've kind of been stuck in that Vinny Curry zone for a few years where not that you don't think he'll do anything. He's more of like a run stuffer, but when he does get a sack, you're like, Oh wow. Like that was Vinnie Curry. Nice. I think with Kerrigan, you can expect a bit more um, sack production and even maybe a few forced fumbles here and there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see a down. I was surprised to see some people uh, right when the news broke, I saw on Twitter were uh, thinking like he's uh, sort of cooked and like, oh, if he sucks, it's only one year. And like that was kind of the sentiment I was first seeing on on Twitter. But uh, my first uh, reaction was just like, wow, we got a starting caliber or uh maybe not starting on the eagles but a starting caliber um defensive end and that that's 
sort of uh like you said bolsters the the group as a whole um yeah especially he was, with injuries yeah so i think last year it would be uh interesting to see like we what we can read from the situation is that his his demand league-wide wasn't that high um you know this is post draft so any free agents kind of out and out not to say that they're not valued but for whatever reason if teams are passing at this price maybe that kind of comments on his league-wide value but going back to last season i think some people will look at his production which isn't in line with his career but really when you look at uh, the football team's defensive line like they're one of the best in the league with uh chase young um and others but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Teron Payne's in there too. I'm forgetting a few of the other names. Oh, uh, Montez Sweat. Yeah, Montez Sweat. Yeah. So he was kind of part of this old guard for the team, and uh, the football team made investments that kind of pushed Kerrigan into more of a rotational uh, defensive lineman. But I don't think that really says much about his talent. I think if you look at his career, he's, I mean, he's, he's had to have made multiple pro bowls throughout his career. The dude has been nothing but consistent and productive throughout his career. So I think he's just a, a great guy to come in for snaps uh, after the starters need a breather. Yeah. He's a four time pro bowl selection. Uh, most recently it was 2018. So uh, not too long ago, uh, Brandon Graham was just selected this past year, I believe, for his first Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. which um, I mean, you could debate career-wise. He may should maybe he should have been a Pro Bowler prior, um, but brandon graham has proved that with age uh you can still uh produce Mm -hmm. um let me see kerrigan is 32 brandon graham is 33 so he's a year younger than brandon graham um we all have a veteran defensive end core uh we have either you know a very young and experienced position groups uh on this team or or too old and you know past their prime uh which is sort of resulting in this uh rebuild of sorts so um i'm not too worried about a one-year contract not working out especially with the expectations going into this team uh the defense is definitely a uh potential liability especially in the secondary so this uh just helps the the whole defense with uh pressure up front that if they can't sign a solid uh second corner to complement slay you'll uh sort of make up for it with with this kind of signing there's a quote from lane johnson two years ago about or uh, it was, yeah, two years ago on uh, how it feels to face Ryan Kerrigan twice a year for 
however many years two words he said it sucks so yeah and i mean that's that's high praise lane johnson over that like over the years has consistently been one of the best not only right tackles but tackles in the nfl so if you got somebody complaining like lane johnson you know that you are um you know very talented even at this age and just excited to have him on the eagles i think great move for howie to make yeah and hopefully he makes uh another uh, under the radar defensive signing um especially in the secondary um speaking of secondary uh today i believe the uh we're recording on tuesday the 18th um Adam Schefter reported the Eagles have acquired cornerback Josiah Scott from the Jaguars in exchange for a cornerback Jamison Houston and a 2023 six round pick. The uh, descriptor of descriptors of him is he's he's small. I believe he's five nine. Uh, he's very fast. He uh, is similar. Uh, comp wise to Avante Maddox, which is sort of hilarious. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it seems to be a depth, a depth signing. Hopefully he uh, makes the team or at least he'll be a practice squad guy. So he may, if he doesn't make the team be a name that we'll see later in the season when there's injuries or if there's injuries I'll, I'll be a little more optimistic i'll say if there's injuries yeah i think it's pretty safe to say that uh even if it is a few years out if you're if you're trading uh or if you're putting in some draft capital to trade from i'd say he's safely on the 53 mostly because the cornerback room is pretty shallow when it comes to uh you know guys they feel comfortable throwing out there we have like a lot of it seems like we're very we have a lot of guys who are kind of on the tail end of the 53 and like falling into the practice squad i don't think they would trade for this guy like clearly they like him enough to not saying a, a six rounder in two years is some big investment but yeah it seems like he's a tiny guy and <laughs> the eagles love tiny cornerbacks apparently yeah, he's uh he was a fourth round pick last year. Uh and he's only 22. So, uh his 40 time was 442. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's uh a guy who maybe they looked at last year. Uh not sure what their fourth round situation was last year. They took a bunch of receivers maybe. I believe it was um he was picked in between, I want to say, Kavon Wallace. Kavon Wallace was picked before him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, Jack yeah. Driscoll was picked after him. So okay. somewhere valued between those guys, I think. Right. So, you know, um, as far as, like, cornerbacks, I know Sidney Jones was a second-round pick. Russell Douglas was a third-round pick. So, um not uh, many fourth rounders have made the the team. I I think that uh, going after 
a position of need in the in the fourth round lately has not really uh, bared anything for the team their their fourth round pick this year was a cornerback um so i don't know we'll we'll see i i don't really have anything else on him uh barely played last year yeah it'll be an interesting uh it'll be an interesting guy to see when it comes to training camp like where he kind of falls in the in the ladder yeah um now there are two two signings a couple days ago they signed nate uh matters matters uh a defensive back he uh, was on the Vikings. He was like a practice squad guy played a little bit last year. Cause their secondary had a few injuries. Just seems like a, see, see how he does in training camp type guy. And mm-hmm. they signed a tackle Casey Tucker. He was on the Eagles practice squad a couple years ago, weighed by the lions, weighed by the Eagles signed to the practice squad, uh, the Colts signed him to some sort of uh, contract and waived him. So he uh, signed, he was invited to rookie camp uh, last weekend. He, I believe, is the only one of the five or six rookie camp invitees to be signed. So tackle depth. If, what? I was just going to say, famously, I believe... He is one. He's the guy who got into a fight with Sharif Miller, and in training camp, I think it was the rookie year for Sharif Miller because he didn't stick around too long. But those two got into argument. I think Sharif Miller punched Casey Tucker. Casey Tucker got a concussion, and then he was injury waived by the Eagles. Wow! I, I hope I have. I hope I, I have all those details that. right, but it was kind of a uh, some intrigue for like kind of the bottom rungs of uh, that yeah. fifty three that year. There's a there's a tweet from August third, twenty nineteen, from Jimmy Kemsky, uh, Philly Voice, Eagles beat writer. Uh, the tweet says, first fight of camp, Casey Tucker versus Sharif Miller in offensive line, defensive line, one on ones." Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, clearly they like him enough to bring him back. So maybe uh, Stoutland has a crush on him. We'll see how he uh, does this upcoming camp. Wow, I I don't remember that at all. So that's a uh, nice. Okay, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll monitor some uh, some fights this summer. Hopefully, cool. now that Sharif Miller's gone, he can have a more productive camp. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so now there's uh, there were a number of undrafted free agent signings from uh, the draft and through this week. Um, a couple of note, uh, wide receiver out of Florida, Trayvon Grimes, uh, and quarterback from Wake Forest, Jamie Newman. Newman seems to be the third string, maybe practice squad quarterback. Um, I, I saw a joke on Twitter. It's fighting Flacco for the backup spot. Uh, of course, the Eagles uh, will not 
name hurts the official week one starter yet. So, um, you know, there's, there's that, uh, theory, you know, if you want to toss some stuff around, maybe, uh, it's hurt, maybe it's hurt to Newman for the backup spot. <laughs> Who knows what's going on there? Um, yeah. So yeah, what'll, what'll be interesting for Newman. And as I know, I don't watch too much college football, but I know that he was an interesting prospect coming out of Wake Forest as kind of like this mobile athletic quarterback, similar in the mold to a Jalen Hurts. I think uh, that's one of the reasons he is an interesting development is like they can kind of game plan with Hurts in mind without having to like recater stuff if they want to just give uh, players on the practice squad like a look or something for a mobile quarterback. But a lot of people were saying that Newman shouldn't have declared for the draft. Um, this past season, he opted out, and he was on his way to becoming Georgia's quarterback. So he was going from Wake Forest to Georgia. He opted out, never got to take a snap with his new school. Um, a lot of people were saying that if he, if he uh, stayed in school, had another year under his belt playing college ball, uh, his – draft stock could have gone up so we'll see obviously it's not good for newman but we'll see if he, uh, it has any benefit for the eagles as kind of this development developmental guy if he can follow in the the footsteps of a nate sudfeld well they are a quarterback factory so you need quarterbacks to have a factory um, that's true uh, and then you had something on the wide receiver out of Texas A&M, uh, Jamon Osbin. Yeah, so um, I think way back when for college recruiting, he he was one of the top recruits. Um, I think the connection here, Texas A&M, Texas A&M, Aaron Moorhead, the Eagles wide receivers coach, I have a strong suspicion that those two know each other and that's how that connection happened and similarly with Trayvon Grimes with Florida Brian Johnson the Eagles new quarterback coach was the offensive coordinator there so a few Eagles coaches picking up the phone and you know getting a player back onto the Eagles or we'll see if they make a roster yeah um And then the last guy of note, I, as far as um, the tight end room, I think it's if it's not looking a little um, shallow right now, I think I don't think it's going out on a limb to say that Zach Ertz probably won't be playing with the Eagles next year. Whenever that'll be resolved, I think we'll see something maybe shortly after we get into June. But then it'll probably be Goddard as the starting tight end. Who knows what happens with who? Who knows what will happen with uh, Richard Rogers? So we got a Jack Stoll from Nebraska. Um, we'll see. I think they're kicking them kicking themselves after letting Noah Togiai slip through their fifty three and going going to the Colts last year. So I think he has a chance to kind of. Uh, win the tight end spot from a group of developmental tight ends with 
Hakeem Butler and a few others. Yeah. Um, I saw, uh, I believe Richard Rogers is a restricted free agent. Uh, I'm not sure when. Uh, is he? I, I feel like at this point he's a, he's a veteran. So, yeah. Uh, um, maybe, maybe, uh, I was looking at a different list, but, um, yeah, I, I, uh, other news from the week I saw regarding Zach Ertz was basically he's not going to report unless his situation is resolved, meaning he's, uh, released, uh, or traded. So, um, yeah, safe, safe to say he won't be on the roster come training camp or preseason or at least uh, week one. So we'll, we'll monitor that. Um, and then we'll uh, some notable departures uh, moving forward with, you know, these free agent signings, we're going to do a uh, full free agent uh, review pod uh, very soon to talk more in depth about the actual contributing free agents that uh, they signed uh, prior to the draft. But um, yeah, so uh, Jalen Mills, who played safety or switched to safety last year, ended up playing corner uh, after a number of injuries. Um, very uh, important player to the Eagles secondary, won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, uh, former seventh round pick. Uh, signed with the Patriots, uh, Rudy Ford, uh, signed with the Jaguars, Cameron Johnston, signed with the Texans, Deshaun Jackson with the Rams, Malik Jackson went to the Browns, Duke Riley to the Dolphins, Nate Sudfeld to the 49ers, and Nate Gary to the 49ers. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just go down the list for for Jalen Mills uh they're obviously trying to address this cornerback situation with uh low risk potential reward guys like the uh couple of signings they made this week um how, how do you think the defense will will fare without Mills this year so I think like the hole that Mills leaves isn't like I, I think it's almost bigger on like the emotional leadership leadership side of things for the Eagles I think um he's not the most talented player which you know I think everybody was a little surprised to see the guaranteed deal that he got from the Patriots of all teams so clearly they liked what he kind of put on tape maybe they're really eyeing up his versatility and his cornerback safety ability but I mean he, he was such a he was such a like an energy guy um I know he he was kind of like the punching bag of fans I feel like after games because there are some games where it's just like how oh, jail mills getting like chasing a guy who has the ball who's like he's just continually like five to seven yards off a guy like he just makes a lot of tackles he's not um he's not the greatest player but i think as far as like being the dude at bringing the confidence to the the secondary i think that's something the team 
feels like they need to replace. How about you? Yeah, I, I agree with that. My initial reaction to his departure was, um, or, or feeling of his play last year was he's a legitimate secondary player mm-hmm. who uh, is versatile and uh, sort of uh, stopper uh, before you get into like practice squad guys or, or inexperienced guys or rookies. So mm-hmm. um, his departure is a loss of that reliability of a veteran uh, presence who will maybe not play up to potential or expectation or get a lot of the blame because he gets the harder assignments. But when you're uh, one of the only competent secondary players, uh, aside from Darius Slay, who had a number of uh, injuries last year, whether he played hurt or missed a couple games, it's uh, hard to produce consistently if your uh, fellow secondary players on the field are not um, sort of helping each other. Yeah. And the defensive line wasn't uh, great last year, especially with Javon Hargrave's injury and slow start. Uh, Fletcher Cox sort of taking a bit of a step uh, back, whether that's age or, or whatever, still obviously a solid, great player, but um, all these things factor in when you're uh, have holes in so many areas. So um, the, the leadership off the field or locker room stuff, um, I, I, I haven't viewed Mills as that kind of, like I haven't viewed Mills as the the guy like that that guy is of the other of all the leaders in the locker room is like uh, the upper echelon of leaders but because of the departure of Malcolm Jenkins and other departures from the Super Bowl team uh it makes sense to to view him as one of the few Super Bowl winning vets in the in the mm-hmm. locker room, especially on the defense yeah um, yeah also, like a very, uh, a very clear favorite of Jim Schwartz. I do wonder if, um, like, how much clout Mills. Like, I wonder how we perceive Mills. If, if things would be different if it was under a different defensive coordinator, or if like Schwartz was just like such a big fan of Mills that he, on another team, maybe he would never be that kind of starting guy on the outside for so long season after season yeah i I am excited to watch the defense this year uh given all the reports of jeffrey laurie meddling with the team of our all offense related meddling so uh with a new defensive coordinator the defense could look way different and there might not be as much jeffrey laurie input uh so that's that's something to keep in mind. Rudy Ford uh, to the Jaguars, not a massive loss. Good special teams guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe maybe it'll be a big loss if the special teams is horrible this year, but uh, not a <laughs> especially noticeable loss. Um, I think 
Yeah. yeah. The one thing that comes to mind about Rudy Ford leaving is I feel like he was one of the like first five guys in the NFL to announce uh, the signing this year, which was just like very <laughs> random and very funny. It was like out of the gate, you kind of expect like some big uh, blockbuster announcements once the tampering period is open. And this is like Rudy Ford signed a one-year deal <laughs> with the Jaguars. It's like, wow, like Urban Meyer had him on speed dial. The guy yeah. couldn't wait another minute to get Rudy Ford on this team. Rudy, uh, uh, Urban Meyer, a big Rudy Ford guy, not a big Josiah Scott guy. So that's <laughs> something to consider. Um, Cameron Johnston to the Texans. The Eagles will have to have a new punter. Um, he had a bad year last year from what I remember, but uh, solid yeah. uh, prior to that. Uh, Donnie mm-hmm. Longball Jones was the punter for the Super Bowl years. Uh, year, not years. Um, I think the mm-hmm. Eagles have had pretty good uh, performance from their punters as of late uh last year was a down year for uh the team as a whole especially uh cameron johnston so you know based on last year not the biggest of losses uh but um hopefully they sign some young punter that can just be the punter well what's interesting is they so i think the punter to be and the punter they have on the roster right now, Aaron Sipos. He's another Australian. Oh, okay. So it seems like there's now this uh, pathway of Australian punters. So uh, he's the guy who was undrafted from Auburn. But beyond that, I think uh, they haven't signed another punter. So I think they feel content to go with Sipos. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that name uh, sounds familiar um yeah okay great let's (laughs) let's uh let's yeah okay i mean punt like punter seems really insignificant especially at this point in the off season but uh it's you know it's one of those positions that big part of special teams yeah yep uh deshaun jackson to the rams uh he's from la signing makes sense uh didn't work out here uh on a number of fronts um (laughs) towards the end of the year it was the injuries um who knows what uh became of his uh you know holocaust education haven't heard an update on that hopefully he's uh still you know learning and educating himself on on that front but he is now out of philadelphia and uh you know thanks for you know the 2010s but yeah it it's unfortunate like uh i wish him all the health it was kind of a an underwhelming victory lap but i mean who knows what he has left in him? Like clearly he has the town and he can run and he can catch those long balls. One of the best in NFL history for him. It's really just a matter of health and, you know, good luck to Deshaun. He's done. He's made a lot of fans happy here. So it'll be interesting to see him back on another non-Eagle team. Yeah. Uh, we don't play the Rams this year, but 
uh, we will monitor nonetheless. Uh, no, okay. So. Also, also, him and him and uh, Matt Stafford. That'll be a treat. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, He's, yeah. The Ram, uh, the Rams are really baller. interesting this year. Um, yeah. So Malik Jackson goes to the Browns. Uh, solid second guy to Fletcher Cox. Uh, they kind of. They drafted a couple defensive tackles. Your uh, your guy Milton Williams. Um, they have they have depth there with uh, Ridgeway too, uh, and the guy from USC to a say Pelotu, his name to a Pelotu. Uh, So you know, hopefully one of those guys uh, takes a step forward. Um, hopefully it's not a huge loss. It probably will uh, take some time for the uh, younger guys to get their NFL reps, but. Um, yeah. Well, so how many seasons was Malik with us? Was it just two? It was two, but he broke his foot week one of the first year. Yeah. So he only played in one full year. Right. That was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, he was one of the top uh, defensive tackles, uh, at least on the market at the time of his signing uh, from, the, yeah. from the Jaguars. The, uh, I think the maybe not the two lasting memories of him, but like the two things that first come to mind for Malik was him uh, defending Deshaun Jackson's comments, but also he had, and he may have had multiple, but I just remember like, I think it was in defense of something that happened to Darius Slay, but like he just had like a ridiculous uh, unsportsmanlike penalty. I think like he was just he was not afraid to like uh you know kind of do some vigilante justice out on the field. Yeah, so a little reckless here and there. Yeah, I'm not uh beat up about it. My only uh gripe with his departure is the lack of um veteran guys or mm -hmm. experienced guys uh, in the defensive tackle group. But uh, because of the expectations going into this year, I'm not uh, sweating it too much. Uh, and they can always, you know, address that in the offseason or sign someone or, you know. Yeah, and they also have, uh, I think that what does kind of help cover uh, whatever – immediate depth they don't have at defensive tackle is they do have um, guys they feel comfortable kind of swinging inside between Brandon Graham, uh, maybe Kerrigan. Like uh, maybe that's under Schwartz. We'll see what Gannon does differently. But in the past on uh, clear passing downs, they would kind of swing in guys in the NASCAR package. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think especially with the bolstering of the defensive end group, uh, having a average, slightly below average defensive tackle group will not uh, suffer uh, as much as they otherwise would. Um, Duke Riley goes to the Dolphins. He was, after Nate Gary got hurt, uh, the top linebacker with uh, – Alex Singleton and TJ Edwards last year. That is not to say the he was a good linebacker. Uh, he 
was, I guess, solid in a defensive scheme that does not prioritize linebackers. Uh, he goes to the Dolphins. Nate Gary goes to the 49ers. Nate Gary, the uh, infamous uh, one-on-one, a uh, number of infamous one-on-one mishaps. Uh, one on, I believe, Chase Claypool in the Steelers game uh, to lose the game. Uh, a couple other poor performances. Uh, he had an injury about halfway, three quarters of the way through the season. Didn't play the rest of the year last year. Uh, both of those, both of those, not devastating departures. They uh, have since signed. Um, Eric Wilson, they still have TJ Edwards, uh, Davion Taylor, hopefully will develop this year. Um, I think that's a better group, uh, mm-hmm. at least higher, a higher ceiling group. Uh, I'm not too beat up over either of them. Duke Riley seemed to be that kind of, uh, you know, buddy, uh, you know, just guy uh, that's on the team that, is not good, but you root for him. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, not really too beat up over either of their departures. Yeah, I want to know what, like, what does Brian Flores like so much about our our linebackers? Yeah, Kamu Grugier Hill first with Kamu Grugier Hill, and then Duke Riley, like both kind of like special team first linebackers, and like if they're on the field getting snaps, like it's a nickel like i mean have at it i don't i don't know what he wants to get himself into there that would be an interesting thing to monitor this year is uh dolphin special teams ranking uh well maybe uh he knows they know something we don't but uh our special teams for sure hasn't been great so which eagles linebacker next year goes to the dolphins maybe singleton um, I'd be uh, I'd be a little sad if Singleton uh, <laughs> left the team, but uh, who knows? I don't know. Uh, Sean then, Bradley. Yeah, yeah, Temple. Um, the final departure of note: Nate Sudfeld, uh, third string for a long time here. Uh, famously the uh nate sudfeld wants to be a starter in this league where quarterback factory uh name drop in the whole jalen hurts draft discussion um played a number of snaps in the preseason had a, a performance i believe against the cowboys in the final game of the super bowl regular season year uh farewell nate nate studfeld yeah, two things uh, for me on Nate. Uh, first, also famously of my uh, my t- uh, my tweet at the Eagles for a wallpaper. Request. Oh right, right. <laughs> and second, um, I'm not sure if we have Devonte Smith if it isn't for Nate Sudfeld <laughs> with the tanking game and all. Oh, oh, oh who, who yes, knows yes. where we end up. Uh, if, if Nate Sudfeld doesn't play as horribly as he does, of course, that like kind of uh, doesn't acknowledge the trading and the movement of that. But as far as getting us that initial draft capital, like <laughs> we owe in some part 
whatever the future of this roster is to Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, I think his contract last year was a, a million dollars, which Kerrigan is getting 3.5. I know quarterbacks get paid more, but uh, very, he got a million dollars to get us the six overall pick. That's, that's cool. Plenty <laughs> well spent. I, I don't know. Um, okay. Now let's get into this uh, power rankings here. So uh, as uh, we alluded to earlier in the podcast, as a fan, there's a new era. Uh, investments need to be made new into a, a you know New Jersey. Uh, so we not New Jersey, but you know, yeah, um, New Jersey, where Joe Flacco uh, is from. Uh, anyway, so we both have a uh, rankings list of current Eagles have to be on the team as of today. Uh, the rankings consist of a combination of uh past performance with the team, projected performance with the team, their uh, uh, reputation amongst the team, their star power, uh, and their personality. So um, we ranked uh, a number of players, and now we're going to each draft a uh, team of 10 uh, jerseys, and uh are we drafting 210 or are we drafting 10 total because i only have it i have it that we're both going to five but i can uh i can go on the fly if we want to do 10 each oh okay uh yeah i have 10 rounds and we each pick one each round all right and this I, will be interesting i personally have 20 ranked because you know <laughs> well, if you take 10. i'm curious how far i'm curious what like your 15 to 20 look like <laughs> uh, i think you'd uh you'd enjoy okay so um uh so it's only it, right that we do rock paper scissors here i think oh right okay okay so we are on zoom uh so we can see each other but we will do rock paper scissors and uh we'll announce, just announce yeah we'll won. announce okay ready <laughs> Rock, rock papers paper scissors wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on a sec uh, the cadence was off okay okay rock paper scissors shoot okay i have rock he has scissors so um in in uh considering time i I'll, i will draft first okay and before you draft are we doing um every other or are we doing like snake back and forth uh let's do every other okay is that fair sure okay uh so in the first round for the first overall pick i'm buying the jersey and that we're ignoring uh midnight green uh white or or black we're just uh, their jersey okay i am buying the jersey of Devonte smith Wow. <laughs> that is, uh, that is giddy for sure. Yes. All right. You want to, you want to give your pitch? Um, of every current Eagle you're going with 
Big uh, okay. So he uh, garnered the most. I did a point system. Okay. So um, past performance, uh, I gave him a two. Now, normal with, normally with draft picks, I would I did it on a scale of one to five. One being the lowest, five being the highest. Uh, two normally with rookies, uh, I would put them at one because they have not played for the team yet, but given his winning the Heisman and his past performance in the, in at Alabama, I bolster that to a two star power. He's uh, one of the biggest names in the draft. I gave him a five for that uh, future uh, projection with the Eagles. I gave him a five. I'm very high on him uh, personality and, and swag. Uh, a five. Uh, have you have you seen his his uh, interviews lately? So uh, two five five and five is a total of seventeen. No other player on the Eagles uh, had uh, a seventeen. The next highest wow. is sixteen. Dang. Well, if that doesn't get you excited about Devonte Smith, I don't know what will. Yeah. So Devonte Smith goes first overall. Hey, interesting. Uh, for reference, I had him as my number five on the team. Okay, so I got my guy. I, I went up and I got my guy. <laughs> you did. You, right. uh, I won't say you reached, but you got your guy. All right, who do, who do you have for your first pick? Second second overall pick, first, first round. Right. So there are a few guys here at the top. I feel like through the, through the first few rounds, I don't think there are wrong picks. Because I, I think there is this um, upper echelon on the team. Um, this is probably pretty chalk, but give me Fletcher Cox. I think Fletcher for, um, I would say like for the, I don't know how, when he was drafted, was it like 2012? I'd say he's been the most talented Eagle for close to a decade. Um, just as far as raw talent, like, one of the best Eagles that I've ever seen. I think, uh, you know, defensive tackle, it's not a very traditional uh, jersey position, but I think he's kind of been this, um, you know, anchor for the defense for so long. Um, He was on that Super Bowl team. I think we'll hear a lot of him today. But, yeah, give me Fletcher Cox. I think he's still got a few good years left in him. Um, so as far as the reputation, I think people, like, I think he's going to be one of the all time greats once he decides to hang up the cleats as far as like star power, still one of the few guys on the Eagles who can have like a direct impact on the game and can wreck a game. And as far as like his personality and his swagger, I know he doesn't, uh, he's not like one of the kind of poster kids for the energy of the team but he kind of has this like quiet swagger and you know his sack celebrations are very funny to me so give me Fletcher Cox feeling good about it yeah I had him high on my board as well um uh, past performance I gave him a five star power I gave him a five future longevity I gave him a one um uh Hey, what'd you give him a one for? I gave him a one for like future performance, but I view that uh, future projection as uh, like he's on the uh, 
past like on the ed- end of his prime like sort of entering twilight years so uh, as far as like buying a new jersey this this uh this element of ranking to me is i'm buying the jersey to wear and watch him play for years to come so that uh he gets a low grade because if i buy his jersey today it will only be for another couple seasons maybe that he will be playing that is that ranking only it's not taking into account his him being a super bowl guy and i gave him a five for personality so that's yeah it's it's an interesting uh philosophy on jerseys i have no problem like wearing a jersey of a guy after he retires or even if he is kind of like past his prime or like on his way out i think that is like perfectly fine and yeah i like personally i almost feel better knowing that like this guy's done all of it like he's he's earned me wearing his jersey like that's why i went out and got it because he's already done this stuff yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see how we value that throughout this yeah it's like buying a uh like a chase outley jersey you know that is very interesting you say that because i have him i'll hold that until this other person goes but i I like the chase outley okay because i feel like he has a similar like he at least i hold him in a similar regard like if we're going cross team comparison yeah okay so my first pick in the second round my only pick in the second round i am uh picking a super bowl champion a uh arguably the heart of the eagles uh for the past uh, number of years uh that's that's all i'll leave it at i'm uh, buying the jersey of jason kelsey okay um i had him uh 16 total tied with fletcher cox on my board um past performance five star power five as the best or if not one of the best centers in the league uh personalities a five future as a one because this is likely his last season interesting that you give uh jason kelsey who is probably on his last season, the same future score as Fletcher Cox. Well, yeah, all, <laughs> all those. Uh, uh, I have one other guy that's at a 16 right now. Um, and to be clear, the jerseys I own are, are Carson Wentz and Brian Dawkins. So uh, I don't have any jerseys of a player from the Super Bowl team that uh, I like, I'd be buying this for the, for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. All right. if I already had a Fletcher Cox Jersey, I might've ranked him lower or something. Oh, okay. Know. Cool. All right. Uh, so this takes me to my second pick and also second on my board. Give me Lane Johnson. Okay. Um, so very similar to um, the last two guys we spoke of uh, being Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey, I think Lane Johnson is in the same group. I, I feel like we'll see this um, you know, group kind of go out together as they came in together. But as far as his reputation, I 
I took off uh, a little point for the uh, for the juice, but overall, uh, one of the best tackles all around, and probably the best right tackle for uh, a year or two. Um, you know, he has games where he just locks up uh, edge rushers, and when it comes to his personality and his swagger, I feel like he is kind of the vocal leader for this team. And, you know, it'll be interesting going forward, seeing how that changes, but give me Lane Johnson. Yeah, I add him high on my board as well. Um, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to go off my rankings board for this next pick. Uh, I'm going to pick another Super Bowl champion, uh, gave him a five for personality, a five for past performance. Uh, probably right now he's at a three for star power and future uh, projection. I have him at a one for a total of 14. Keep in mind, Devontae Smith was 17. Fletcher Cox was 16. Kelsey was 16. This is 14. I'm picking Brandon Graham. Yeah, I think he's the last guy of that group that you feel really good about from the Super Bowl year and also just kind of being one of those long-standing long-standing Eagles that, um, you know, part of the old guard that you feel really good about. And obviously he had the biggest play in Eagles history. Yeah. I think that's a good pick by me. Great pick by me. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. All right. So this, let's see, looking at my board. All right. I feel like um, this might not appear to make a whole lot of sense given, given current circumstances, but I don't think we should let um, recency bias affect the long-term investment of a jersey. Give me Zach Ertz. Oh. You want to wow. explain, <laughs> explain the uh, surprise? Where do you have him? Uh Ertz, I went off my board for, uh, for last pick to take Brandon Graham because I thought I was reading you that Ertz was going to fall. And I, I thought I could get Ertz in the fourth or fifth round. Oh, so I picked Brandon Graham uh, because I didn't think you were going to pick Ertz. Ertz, I had at a 16, just one point below Devontae Smith. What? Oh man! Uh, because mean, of his Super Bowl performance and and what he means to the team, uh, yeah. So I uh, I uh, may have uh, just uh, screwed up in the in the third round here. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the guy has been uh, he's had his ups and he's had his ups and downs in Philly, um, and watching his his last press conference, you you can't help but feel for the guy he's he's kind of you know accepted philly as his new home and i don't know he's he's a he's a very easy guy to root for not only because of his performance and his talent but uh the person that he is so yeah i feel i feel pretty good about it even if he is no longer an eagle and wherever he ends up i'll be rooting for him very hard yeah uh and just to clarify he is eligible to be picked because he is currently an Eagle and we are doing only current Eagles, but uh, 
good thing we're we're doing this now and not right. in a couple months or weeks. Um, okay, so I I have a tough choice here. Uh, oh, actually, uh, I'll have a tough choice next round because uh, both these players I'm deciding between for my fourth round pick have the same total and points. So uh, this person uh, I have pretty uh, average to above average in all four categories, a three, a four, a three and a four threes in past performance and future performance, a four in star power and personality. I uh, believe this is a solid pick considering the number of years he will uh, likely still be on the team and his ability to produce currently and uh, as of late. I am buying the jersey of Miles Sanders. Interesting. With my fourth pick. Okay. Booby Miles. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely in the area for me, but um, nice. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what his second contract looks like if, if he gets his second contract. You never know with running backs nowadays, but when he is uh, on the field, he is one of the better running backs in the league. Yep. And he's great for highlights. I mean, the dude is... He's a one cut and go kind of back. <laughs> All right, let's see where that leaves me. Yeah, we're getting into your uh, improvisation zone. No, no, I, I still got a, a good group of guys to consider here. All right. Um, so following Zach Ertz last round, give me... Brandon Brooks, which I oh, feel like, okay. you know, maybe after these um, these recent injuries, a lot of people might not think that highly of him. But, you know, I think we should think of the player that he was before um, this kind of rash of injuries. He is a multiple-time pro bowler. One of the best pro bowlers, or no, sorry, he's one of the best guards in the league when he is healthy. And um, I also like he can't. The, the dude's done so much as far as bringing um, awareness to his um, his uh, what do you even call it? His anxiety. Oh yeah. Like on the Men field, mental health and things. Yeah, he's done a lot for mental health awareness, and yeah. you know that combined with his play and just he's he's like a for years with the Eagles, he's just had quiet dominance. And I think even though like I I have a lot of offensive linemen, like give me Brandon Brooks, I, I love him. Yeah, uh, he was the one I was choosing between uh, Miles Sanders and Brandon Brooks, who I both have at a fourteen. So. Uh, yet again, I think someone's going to be there and uh, you you take them. Uh, so uh, I think that's a that's a great pick by you. Uh, so you. now we are into the fifth round and um, I feel like we're we're into sort of uh, we're, we're getting into territory where it's, you know, could get a little questionable. Um, the guy who I am picking uh 
Hmm, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to pick uh, relevancy to wearing the jersey and playing right now uh, over past performance. And I am uh, picking a guy who I have uh, low on past performance with the Eagles and future performance with the Eagles, but high on star power and personality. I am picking Darius Slay. Wow. That is a surprising pick. And if uh, you are picking the player that I uh, was deciding between on this pick, that will be very uh, wild. Three. That would be three in a row for you. But uh, uh, he signed a three-year deal, I believe, played one of the three years. So I will have this jersey for this year and next year. Yeah, you better enjoy the heck out of it the next yeah. two seasons. And uh, <laughs> I uh, will be buying the Darius Slay number two, not the number 24. Okay. That's interesting. So I didn't have him on his list and that's not, that's not to say that, you know, you shouldn't buy his Jersey. It's just, in my opinion, I don't see him being here that long. And since he doesn't have like that big of a past, like to me, it feels a lot like a Roy Oswald pick, yeah. which is very funny. Cause I have a Roy Oswald Jersey. Right. And like, that's kind of why I like it. Like, it feels like it is kind of like a, like it's, it's a, a conversation in time. <laughs> yeah. It's a snapshot in time of the Eagles. Uh, yeah. That's, that's why I used to have a Lido Shepherd Jersey. It was a youth like large, so it doesn't fit me anymore when I was a kid, but uh, I, I like corn. I like shut down cornerbacks. I like cornerback jerseys. Uh, I haven't really had a guy to get a cornerback jersey i'm picking darius slay in the fifth round nice darius slay interesting all right um so this was a guy that i was considering taking if i didn't take brooks so it's nice to see that he fell give me dallas goddard the tight okay. end of the future um you know we haven't seen him as the uh the primary tight end I think we will this season and based off of the production he's had with, um, you know, Zach Ertz taking snaps from him, I think he'll be one of the better tight ends in the league. And, um, his, his, uh, the story of him getting drafted, I think that combined with, you know, him being named Dallas, I think there's a lot to like about Dallas Goddard when he's not getting in fistfights in North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, I believe the reporting on that was he got sucker punched. So I'm not sure, you know, words may have been exchanged, but he did <laughs> not necessarily start the, the physical fight. Uh, uh, yes, uh, that's a good that's a good pick. I had him uh, probably in the seventh round for me sixth or seventh round which uh now i'm thinking that was a little low but uh i think that that's a good value at that uh, with your fifth round pick there so we are halfway through the draft here and with the sixth pick six round my sixth round pick uh this is the other player that i was uh between with Darius Slay, and now it looks like I will have both. 
another uh, secondary defensive player, Super Bowl champion. I have highly ranked from past performance um, and personality, uh, low ranked with future performance with the Eagles. Uh, I think he's his future is a little up in the air uh, at the moment, especially with injuries. I will select the jersey of Rodney McLeod. Nice. Yeah. Um, very solid pick. I think when it comes to like leadership and the locker room stuff, Rodney McLeod was kind of the, um, the Jenkins understudy. Yeah. So, I mean, I really like that. Jenkins is one of those guys that like would be like an Insta top three pick for me if he was still on the team. So yeah, I I can see what you like in McLeod. I think a uh, Malcolm Jenkins jersey could Eagles jersey could be bought any time from Super Bowl on, uh, mm-hmm. but because he's not on the team, he's ineligible to be selected in this game. Nice. So uh, your six round pick. All right. So I'm surprised I haven't heard his name yet. Um, I think he'll be one of the most popular jerseys we'll see this upcoming upcoming season. And it'll be interesting to see how his jersey sales go into the future, depending on his performance. But give me Jalen Hurts, okay, quarterback, Jaylen. the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so I mean, at, th- at this point in the draft, this is the time where you can start taking gambles. Um, it can be like, as far as investments, I, I feel like this could be a jersey that really pans out. I know jerseys don't work that way and they're not like cheap because <laughs> I wish they did work that way. But, uh, you know, for the purpose of this draft, I think taking Jalen Hurts here makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, that's uh, I have I have one other guy that I believe is uh, a reasonable jersey selection. Uh, well, I had two Hurts being one of them. Uh, so. I, I think he's a, he's a great six round pick. I uh, think these last few rounds are going to be a little questionable. Yeah, man, and, get weird. Uh, I think Hertz uh, in the sixth round here, I probably would have, I, or I definitely would have taken him with my seventh round pick. Uh, I think it's a great Jersey to get in the later round regardless of uh, performance here, another sort of snapshot in time, even though uh, if it doesn't pan out with him, it will be less of a exciting Jersey given that mm-hmm. Darius Slay has been a top corner for a number of years. Um, but yeah. Uh, hmm. This is a tough one. I think that I will uh ignore my ranking here again and why'd you even make these <laughs> well i mean they're they're close it's a point difference it's a point know, difference the 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 next player on my board is a 10 and the player i'm going to select is a nine okay so uh right. this this player i have uh a one for past performance uh a two for star power given that he was a first-round pick. Uh, I'm optimistic. I have him as a four for future performance and a two at the moment, which I feel like is a under, uh, 
devaluing of his actual personality. I probably should have given him at least a three here. I am buying the jersey of Jalen Rager. Oh, wow. That's not who I thought you were going with. Yep. I thought you were going with another former first rounder. I don't even have Rager on my board, but. Yeah, I think uh, Rager uh, hopefully will develop into a solid receiver. I'm hoping for solid. Now, are uh, you going to wear it under your Devontae Smith jersey or on top of it? Uh, definitely <laughs> under it, but uh, I feel like I will wear this jersey on Thursday night football against the Buccaneers and not wear it uh, the rest of the season, whereas I will wear <laughs> Smith for both both Dallas games. Interesting. I mean, Rager, I mean, that's – I feel like he's not getting a lot of discussion this offseason. Yeah. But – Maybe that's good for him. I feel like maybe the cover of Devontae Smith, either the cover as far as, you know, taking attention away or maybe motivating. Either way, I don't. Some people are kind of like, I'm out on Rager, but. I'm not out. I just think the book is uh, not yet sealed or not yet written. Yeah. Uh, Solid. So Rager's my pick. Uh, I think he's got upside. Interesting. I like it. All right, give me uh, – this is another one. This kind of uh, similar to the hurt, my last pick with Hurts. Um, this is a guy that, you know, he could end up not being in the league in, the few, in a few years or he could be uh, the next Lane Johnson. Give me Landon Dickerson. Wow. Dickerson's not on my board. Wow. Okay. All right, we're getting it both ways. Hearing Your how people not on my board. I'm okay with it. And I got a big board. <laughs> I think, um, you know, the big question with him is health, but we're taking swings here. I think if his, uh, his injuries do kind of quiet down and he has a somewhat healthy start to his NFL career, if his projections go the way that people are talking about him, I think he'll be a multiple time pro bowler and he will be uh, one of these household names for, you know, a few seasons, not even a few seasons, he could potentially uh, seven or eight years similar to Lane Johnson. So give me Lane Dickerson. Yeah. I mean, Lane Johnson was your second round pick. So Dickerson's a seventh round pick with second round uh, upside potential. And also um, it's, it's my third offensive lineman. So, right. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to field a whole offensive line between the jerseys. Yeah. uh, I think my split is four offense to three defense. So uh, I will even it out with a defensive selection with my eighth round uh, pick. I have a guy that uh, is on the precipice of a breakout season, I believe. Uh, he, I have ranked one point higher than uh, another player of the same position who uh, now I'm making the selection more of a personal attachment. And the, the player that I'm selecting, I feel like will be a uh, more enjoyable jersey to wear than a safer pick that's more of a disappointing uh, player. I 
could end up with this guy in the ninth round, depending on who you pick in the eighth round. But I will pick the jersey, and this is a conversation piece. I will be wearing the jersey <laughs> number, I believe, 94, Josh Sweat. All right. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Okay. I'm curious what, what led you to feeling that way. Uh, because there is another defensive end that has a higher pedigree that I feel mm-hmm. like would be a more popular jersey than this jersey. But this jersey is, uh, we're watching him grow before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. Homegrown uh, guy. Yeah. So, I mean, you're clearly talking about Barnett. Yeah. Well, he's homegrown and, too, as we drafted him, I guess, but he uh, yeah. was 14th overall pick. Yeah. I mean, so between those two guys, like, I think their contracts or contracts to be like directly influence each other in mm-hmm. some manner. Not saying that one uh, cancels the other, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Barnett and Sweat as far as contracts this year. I think Sweat is probably the more likely to get the ex get an extension but i could see both of them getting it yeah cool sweat interesting so who's your eighth round pick Hmm. well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there quite yet so you you can have the guy that we're talking about if you want him next round but um give me the left tackle of the future jordan mylotta Wow. Um, I don't have my lot on my board. Oh my God. That's really? Yeah. Come on. I have a, my board gets kind of silly at the end. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, who knows what the future holds for Jordan Mylotta. I think he will beat out Andre Dillard for the starting left tackle job. Um, If we see what we did uh, at moments last year, Mylotta was just crushing guys left and right. Um, former seventh round pick, or was he sixth? Uh, I think I think sixth. Yeah, one of the two. Um, but you know, former rugby guy. Hopefully, one of these days they give him a goal line snap. Yeah, that would be Jimmy funny. Jordan Big man touchdown. Could win a lot of money on that. All right. So with my, I uh, I pretty much have my ninth and tenth picks. Uh, uh, locked in here uh hopefully uh i'm i'm picking less over talent and reasonability and more over uh how fun it would be to pick uh, okay. well maybe i shouldn't say that for this pick but definitely my 10th uh, round pick uh with the ninth round pick i'm picking the grave digger javon hargrave <laughs> wow uh, this this feels like your, i like uh... defensive tack i like defensive line guys i picked sweat now i'm picking hargrave i think he's gonna have a big year this year i'm uh spending my ninth round pick on a jersey that uh has uh low risk high high potential reward there so i'm going with the the grave digger or as uh as wip callers say the graves digger (laughs) Yeah, um, I'll be curious to see if the Eagles cut bait on him once his contract and dead dead cap hits are gone, or if they end up extending him. You know, he's not 
he's kind of in this like he's on a second contract he's not super old he's not kind of i don't know i don't know what the future holds for him after this contract but at this point in the draft you're just taking talented guys so that's yeah. that's reasonable uh give me Derek barnett all right all right i feel like you're kind of uh, seeing how far that would fall but yeah we'll see if he's on the team after his uh He's on his fifth year. Yeah, I, I believe. So. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think a lot of that depends on how he does this year. And I hope he has a healthy year because I think that's most of what has held him back so far. Yeah, I think uh, Barnett to me, uh, solid uh, pick, especially this late in the draft. To me, he's been somewhat disappointing he's uh, proven himself to be a uh, somewhat of a dirty player not necessarily the kind of uh not a dirty in the sense of like boneheaded dumb penalties dirty not philly's sort of tough hard nose dirty um he's uh coming out of uh, drafted out of tennessee who held a record or beat a record previously held by Reggie white, very uh, high expectations for him. Doesn't feel like he's the dominant uh, guy. At least I was hoping for out of the draft these last few years, solid defensive end, but uh, definitely not the talent that I expected or production I expected out of him. So I let him fall. I think I wasn't going to pick him with my 10th round pick, which I am using on let's go. Was was this who you were originally had locked in? No. Oh, okay. Cause you said uh, locked in and it doesn't seem like there was a guy locked in. Yeah. My, okay. So this pick I had uh, locked in as one of four guys. <laughs> <laughs> but they're four all uh, in the same sort of uh, level. So let's let's take a. Uh, I'm I'm gonna use my final pick on a small man, but a giant killer, Boston Scott. All right. Uh, he's he's done enough to become this sort of folk hero. Uh, he's had a couple of uh i wouldn't say successful years but years that he has been uh featured he's a name uh, eagles fans know a name giants fans fear i think that it's a great pick for me in the 10th round with my final pick yeah all right i i could i could see it i don't think i ever will see it but i could see it happening yeah all right, like I am scrolling uh, the roster right now because <laughs> everybody that I had listed has been taken, which is a good sign. Um, I think this, I know he's so a lot, a lot like my other picks. I think like if you're if you're strong on recency bias, he probably wouldn't be in consideration. But going back to the Super Bowl and uh, some big moments, some big kicks. Uh -huh. Give me Jake Elliott. Yep, Jake Elliott. Yep. I think it's uh, you know, not only is it like a valuable piece to the Super Bowl team, but
but it's also kind of like a I wouldn't say it's gimmicky, but it's definitely a jersey people would point to be like, he's got a Jake Elliott jersey. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you have some money to spend and you want to add, add kind of a, a goofy jersey, I think Jake Elliott would fit. And I, ho- I hope he fixes out his kicking game because I really like the dude. Yeah. Uh, my final three, uh, 18, 19, and 20 on my list were Jake Elliott, Travis Fulgham and JJ Ortega Whiteside. Oh my gosh. So, That's funny. Uh, I had it I had it between Jake Elliott and Fulgham. Yeah, so you were you were between my my two. Everyone else was picked. Uh I didn't put any other draft picks except Devontae Smith on my list. So the final uh Jersey teams. My team is Devontae Smith, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Miles Sanders. Darius Slay, Rodney McLeod, Jalen Rager, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, and Boston Scott. Mike's team is Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz, Brandon Brooks, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Mailata, Derek Barnett, and Jake Elliott. I think uh, both these squads are pretty solid. Uh, I think I have the edge. I did pick first, but... uh, that's that's all I'll say about that. I think that was a good thought experiment here. Yeah, I think we'll have to revisit this in a, in a few years and see how how these selections weathered. Yeah, maybe this will inform a uh, off season purchase for myself. Or uh, honestly, it's not a it's not a bad exercise to go through, especially us Carson Wentz jersey wearers. But while we're talking about Carson Wentz jerseys, I don't think like. I don't think people should sour on wearing a Carson Wentz jersey. And I feel like some people will. And I not to say you can't, because I know like some people are like, all right, this dude like quit on the team. I feel like if you're coming from there, like, okay, like maybe, you know, put it a little bit deeper in the closet and like take some time on it. But I I don't think there's any denying that Carson Wentz was a very important piece to this team. And he's I mean, the story of Carson Wentz, I don't think is a simple one, but like, I'll still wear it and I won't feel bad and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely shoving it deep into my closet. I probably won't uh, take it out this season, but uh, depending on his performance and time, I believe I will once again don the number 11 uh, midnight green. Um, Yeah, so... We will be back next week uh, talking free agency and any other news. Uh, Hopefully we have another fun little uh, thing uh, prepared either next time or the time after. Uh, For Mike, I am Ian. Uh, Thanks for listening and we will be back next week.